You're listening to Spice Radio 1200 AM with Mankiran Ajala, and we're talking about a Canadian collaboration to develop national standards for substance use education and intervention in schools. We are now speaking to Dr. Emily Jenkins, a UBC Associate Professor of Nursing and founder of Wellstream, the Canadian Centre for Innovation in Child and Youth Mental Health and Substance Use. She's going to share with us what needs to change to best support children and youth when it comes to substance use education and intervention. Dr. Jenkins, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you so much for having me. Now, what I'm seeing is across Canada, teachers and other education professionals have been sounding the alarm about the gaps in this for years. Why is that? Well, you know, I think there's a number of reasons that have led to the gap. Um, but uh, the the reason that they're sounding the alarm is that we continue to operate with um, a lack of consistent guidance to inform their practice and allow them to do their jobs efficiently, effectively, and in line with scientific evidence. And so this really um, creates a lot of uh, professional vulnerability and a lot of burden on, um, you know, the school systems to be um, identifying and then implementing programming, um, you know, without, um, without knowledge of, you know, what works and, and for who. And, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, when I was in school and even this the topic of substance use coming up, a lot of it was very much fear-based. That seems to be the focus. And why is it important to kind of, you know, change it up and not really necessarily go down that route? Mm-hmm. Well, we've been doing um, research with youth for a long time, and um, they've made it very clear that it is, uh, the fear-based approaches don't resonate with them. Um, they're not helpful uh, they close doors, and in that way, they create harms. And that um, research that our team has conducted aligns with uh, other scientific evidence that has come out and said, you know, these approaches are, are not doing anything to actually change behaviors, so they're they're not effective. Um, and in fact, in some situations, are contributing to harms. Um, so we're really advocating for approaches that draw youth in, as opposed to pushing them out. Um, so really trying to create um, situations where young people have trusted adults in their lives where they can turn to for advice and guidance and just really open communication um, about substances and about their decision-making um, related to substance use um, and be able to, to know that um, there's someone that they can rely on when they, when they want to, to have some further support. Mm-hmm. And, you know, why is it important to, to have this, you know, be done nationally, you know, have a national standard for this? Mm-hmm. Well, it's, you know, it goes, we have a, um, a provincial uh, education system. So uh, every, every province has their own, um, you know, schools and um, the decisions around substance use education and intervention are really done at a school-by-school basis. But if we develop national standards, then it really does um, address that burden and helps to also ensure that there's equity in terms of the response and what um, children and youth in our school systems are able to access as far as um, education and intervention related to substance use goes. And are there any examples of programs, you know, kind of like this that have been very successful? Mm-hmm. You know, there's, um, there's pieces of a larger puzzle. So often um, the programming that's available is um, single types of uh, education materials, those, those kinds of things. Um, to, to our knowledge, there's not uh, a program that has addressed uh, holistically 
um, the whole approach, and that's what we're trying to do. So it is the education piece, um, but it's also elements of um, of the dynamic within schools that have nothing directly to do with substance use, but are very much protective um, and promote well-being for, for young people. Um, and so that's something that schools do really well in their work, um, connecting with, with youth, um, creating those safe spaces, um, helping them to uh, develop critical thinking and decision-making. All of those things are, are super important in terms of reducing the harms related to substance use. And so just wanting to also draw attention to those other elements and, and support um, teachers and school administrators to uh, incorporate those approaches um, in, you know, intentionally in the everyday work that they're doing. Mm-hmm. And how would these programs really address those gaps that there's a lot of concerns of, you know, when it comes to education around substance use and mental health? Well, I, you know, I think in terms of uh, addressing gaps, it, um, it just really helps to um, I think bring confidence that uh, the decisions we're making around what to deliver um, in terms of education and intervention um, is aligned with evidence. Um, and that there's been shown to be uh, an effect um, that's positive to, to the work. So um, really trying to um, reduce burden in a system that is overtaxed and where we know that um, there's not a lot of capacity to, to take on more. Um, so, so wanting to make it easier um, to do the work that people are already trying to do and they want to do well um, and giving them the materials to, to do that in a way that's really low barrier, um, that's low cost, that they can access easily um, and incorporate into their their daily process. And do you think the pandemic has really been a big reason why there are more growing calls to have programs like this in schools? Well, I think the pandemic certainly shone a light on a system that was already really struggling. And when I say a system that was struggling, um, I'm talking broadly about uh, responses to mental health and substance use, um, you know, whether it be in schools, whether it be in healthcare settings, um, there was already a crisis. We were not able to come anywhere near meeting the needs or demands of um, of our populations uh, in terms of programming. And so, um, the pandemic has, you know, brought that to the surface. I think it's much more visible, um, and along with that, are opportunities for us to really step up and, um, and take new approaches. And um, what we're really excited about in this particular project is um, an intentional collaboration with the education system, with healthcare researchers and professionals um, to work to, to develop this uh, um, uh, national standards and um, accompanying approach in a way that will work with um, the needs in the educational system that's really co-developed. Emily, as a parent myself of teenagers, um, I, I believe that learning begins at home. Any tips for parents as to how to handle uh, the, the, the whole subject of substance abuse, as you said, not going with the fear factor, but taking another route? Mm-hmm. Any suggestions for us? Well, thank you for, for raising that because um, the, the parent piece is also important and it, it relates as well to the, the school um, based context and, and what we're trying to do because parents are often looking to schools for guidance as well and, and we want there to be consistency between what's happening in the schools and what's happening in the home. 
Um, again, what, what we've heard in, in our research um, over the past decade plus with youth talking about substance use um, is that across very different contexts, what they want, what they're asking for, is to not have the door shut on the conversation. So draw us in, don't push us out. Um, and so really, you know, I think as a parent myself, it can be really scary when these conversations come up. And yet it's so important that we create space um, and that we allow those conversations to, to happen with us um, because if we don't, then they're happening elsewhere. And um, really there's, there's an opportunity that, that we have to build that trust, um, keep that open communication, um, and you know, decrease some of the stigma around this type of um, this topic and, and related decision-making. Dr. Jenkins, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we let you go? Um, just uh, really thankful for the opportunity to, to talk about this issue today and um, really looking forward to connecting with people as we move this project forward. So um, our website is wellstream.ca, and if people want to check us out and, um, and stay connected, uh, we're looking forward to next steps. Thanks so much, Dr. Jenkins. You take care. Thanks, you as well. Bye-bye.